G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Welcome to On The Rock, God's unchanging word for changing times with Dr. Camille Majdali, Director of Teach All Nations, Melbourne, Australia. Dr. Camille lived and studied in the Middle East, served as a principal of a leading Bible college and now travels the world teaching God's word. He has an extraordinary knowledge of the Bible and a dynamic ability to make God's truth come alive in a real, practical way. This episode of On The Rock will give you keys to survive and succeed in the days ahead by hearing and doing the words of Jesus. When you come to know God, it's not merely about being religious or trying to do the right thing or getting rid of the guilt that has been hanging over your life like a dark shadow. Coming to God brings light, it brings glory, it brings life. Our series is entitled, Heartfelt and Inspired, Understanding 2 Corinthians, a verse-by-verse commentary, part of the larger Understanding the Bible series. We're beginning chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians. Chapter 3 was Theology of Ministry, part 1, contrasting the Old and New Testament. Chapter 4 is a Theology of Ministry, part 2, God's Glory in Service and suffering. Not a popular topic, but it's one that if we have the right perspective, instead of being trapped in the barnyard with the chickens, we can soar in the sky like eagles. Glory in salvation. That's what it's about. And in chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians, verses 1 to 6, it tells us some amazingly wonderful things. First of all, first of all, we learn that we have this ministry. Which ministry? What ministry? Who's in the ministry? Well, at first glance, it might appear it's only the apostles, the one writing this epistle that has the ministry. But no, all believers have ministry. This ministry and even a specified ministry for each and every individual. But all of us are called to the ministry of the gospel. And the gospel, of course, the good news of Jesus Christ, who has come from heaven to pay the price for our sin, our estrangement, our enmity towards God. It's like being in such great debt, there is no way to climb out of the debt hole. And yet, somebody comes, writes a check, pays off the whole debt for you, so you're pulled out of the pit and you can be free. That's really what the gospel is like. It pays the debt of sin and death for us and imparts Christ's righteousness into our lives. So the good news of the gospel, it's not just for our sake. Once we receive it, we have this ministry, ministry of reconciliation, ministry of glory, ministry of of the new covenant. But this ministry brings practical good conduct. And that's why we want to renounce hidden things of shame and don't be sneaky, crafty, or handling the word of God deceitfully, which means this, the gospel is so important. The only way the devil 
can keep the gospel from coming to people is allowing them to stay in darkness. And that's why the gospel is hidden. It is hidden from those who perish. Tells us that in verse 4 of 2 Corinthians 4, that if our gospel is hidden, it is hidden from those who perish. Actually, it's verse 3 and verse 4, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. All right, now we understand what the problem is. The devil is blinding people's minds. Therefore, we have the solution. And the solution is so simple. We don't preach ourselves, but we do preach. So what do we preach? It says in verse 5, we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your bondservants for Jesus' sake. Therefore, the solution is the preaching of the gospel, but make sure it is Christ's gospel. It's not about us. It's about him, not what he does, but what he's already done. It is finished. The preaching of the gospel lets the light shine because ultimately that's what God wants the light to shine, taking us out of gross darkness and into God's wonderful light is the end result. Now, let's read the passage itself from 2 Corinthians 4. And our verse range is from verses 1 to 6, the glory of salvation. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, We faint not, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 6. This is a powerful passage, and let's begin, starting with verse 1. Remembering that chapter 4 of 2 Corinthians is entitled, Theology of Ministry, Part 2, God's Glory in Service and Suffering. So, we have this ministry, it says in verse 4, and we have received mercy, so we do not give up. Which ministry? As I said earlier, it is the ministry of the glory of God. It is the ministry of the gospel. It is the ministry of the new covenant. It is the ministry of reconciliation and liberty. So we who have received God's mercy, because ultimately that's what the gospel is about. It's the mercies of God given to us. We didn't deserve the mercy. We didn't earn the mercy. We're not entitled to the mercy. God gave it to us anyway. And that's why the merciful are blessed, for they shall receive mercy. When you receive the gospel, you receive mercy. Because you receive mercy, make sure to show mercy to others. And the more mercy you show to others, 
the more mercy God will show to you. And don't think that receiving mercy makes you some weak, poor, wretched little individual that needs, you know, as it were, this mercy dose every day. No, the fact is, it's not out of misery, but out of strength that we give mercy. Well, this is, of course, after we've come to faith. Before faith, we are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Come to faith, we receive mercy. We are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now we are a dispenser of God's mercy. And the more we give out, the more he gives us. So because of the greatness of God's glory and his call, we do not and must not give up. Remember an old adage that I received that says, winners never quit and quitters never win. As Churchill put it so famously during the Second World War to Britain, never, 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 ever give up. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 4 verse 2 tells us about good conduct, that, you know, we renounce hidden things of shame. We do not walk in craftiness. We do not handle the word of God deceitfully. These are very bad things. Renounce anything that is dishonest and shameful. I mean, it's good to know how to blush because failure to know how to blush means you're so desensitized that you're going to probably cruise into a torrent of trouble. We need to get rid of that. We need to also not be crafty, sneaky, deceitful, underhanded, pressing the boundaries, doing smoke and mirrors. We must not do these things. Neither should we handle the word of God deceitfully. Now, this is a true oxymoron. Handling the word of God deceitfully. The word of God is true. It is powerful, divine, eternal, liberating truth. So how can we take such wonderful truth? And yes, we dare call it, even in the face of postmodern objections, absolute truth. How do we take this and then handle it in the wrong way? Well, it's possible. Just because the truth is undefiled doesn't mean the handler of the truth is undefiled. There are charlatans or there are those that are backslidden who could do precisely that. Well, let's never, ever be accused of such things. We must be seen as sincere people, not crafty or deceitful in our dealings with God's word. Therefore, instead, we must manifest God's truth. As this passage says, that we must uh, commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Therefore, in summary, we should renounce sin and shame and boldly proclaim the gospel. It is the light of God, and it will spread very, very swiftly. Verse 3 of 2 Corinthians 4. So, here's the word of God. We must handle it. We have this ministry. But if our gospel is veiled or hidden... It is hidden to those who are perishing. This is something that's sobering, but again, we must have healthy reality. If somebody is given the gospel and they don't respond, they don't just get it at all, it's because it is hidden from them. It's as if they have a dark veil keeping the light of the gospel from them. And we will get some insight about this veil in the very next verse, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 4. How did they get veiled? Who blinded them that they cannot perceive or hear the gospel? Remember that in 1 Thessalonians 5, it talks about three types of people. The the children of light and day is one type. Sleepers are the second type. Drunkards are the third type. Now, remember for sleepers, 
They are sleeping, so therefore they are cut off from life, they're cut off from reality, they just dream. And drunkards, of course, live in denial and deception, almost as if they had too much alcohol. So many of us have been either sleeping or drunken, but fortunately, because of the mercies of God, we sobered up enough to receive the gospel. But some people don't seem to have that. They continue on even in the face of God's goodness. Doesn't mean they are unreachable. I know of situations where it took years before people or that individual came to faith. But let's hope that's more the exception than the rule, because the time is very short. Therefore, what do we do? The gospel is light and clear for anyone to see. If it is hidden or veiled, it is hidden or veiled from those who are lost. They have, like we learned in the previous lesson, a veil problem. Why is the gospel hidden from them? Verse 4, 2 Corinthians 4, it tells us, whose minds the God of this world has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. All right, here's the explanation. This is not just wisdom, it is understanding. Satan is called the God, small g, of this world. He's also referred to by Jesus in the Gospel of John as the prince, small p, of this world. So he's either the prince of this world or the God of this world. And Satan controls the world system, which in Greek is called the cosmos, K-O-S-M-O-S. And this explains all the issues of earthly sin, corruption, crime, decadence, decay, depravity. It all comes from him. He is the initiator of these things. Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers, or another way to put it is Satan has cast a veil over the minds and hearts of unbelievers. This means that the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, the image of God, cannot shine on them. And this, of course, is obviously a serious situation. Of course, nothing is impossible with God. There is a solution. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 5, talks about the solution. What is it? It's called the preaching of the gospel. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Preaching is to the world what a lighthouse is to the ships at sea. It's a warning. It's a lamp. It shows the way. It keeps people from destruction, not only for the ships, but for people under the preaching of the word. We need to remember that God's word is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. And that's in Psalm 119, verse 105. This is not being redundant. A lamp to your feet means it shows you the next steps of which you need to take. A light under your path shows you the medium to long-term way you should go. Again, Psalm 119, verse 105. God's word is a lamp to our feet. It is a light to our path. And of course, the gospel is God's word sent out with anointing, with authority, with love, and it can strip the veils off people's minds and hearts. That's why we preach Christ, not ourselves. We're only Christ's servant, and Christ should always be the centerpiece of every sermon. It doesn't mean he's mentioned every sentence or something. He may be mentioned directly only a little bit, but the sermon is still Christ-centered. 
And all great sermons are Christ-centered. Not only are they Christ-centered, they're word-based, they're spirit-anointed, and ultimately, they are God-honoring. That leads us now to the fact we preach ourselves servants or slaves for Jesus' sake. The last verse of this lesson, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 6, God wants light. For it is God who commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Now remember, according to 1 John 1, verse 5, God is light. And in him, there is no darkness at all. And God commands light to shine out of the dark. That's what evangelism does. That's what Christian mission does. It allows light to shine in a dark place. So he has shown or shined in our hearts the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of the Lord Jesus. In light of all this, light and glory seem to go hand in hand. And we are unveiled because we want to reflect God's glory. Hence, the ministry is spreading this light everywhere. Where God's light shines, the God of this world can no longer veil or darken. Indeed, where God's light shines, it's a fulfillment of James chapter 4, verse 7. To resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Let the light shine, and as the light goes in, the devil and his darkness go out. Now, our lesson has been entitled, Glory in Salvation. And our lesson for life is serving God is the most honorable and priceless thing in the world because it brings light, glory, and eternity to all who receive the message. Remember to visit us at our Facebook page, Teach All Nations Education, and thank you for liking our page. You can also go to our homepage and subscribe to the free monthly Issachar Teaching e-letter with articles on the Bible, victorious Christian living, and current events in the light of God's Word. Let's pray. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus that you are light and your gospel is light. And the gospel takes away the veil and the darkness off any heart that will hear and receive. Let this light go forth powerfully now and in the days ahead for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of souls, for the glory of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's On The Rock was brought to you by Teach All Nations. If you would like more information about this ministry, to download podcasts, view our online store, attend special events, sign up for our teaching newsletter, make a donation to support this ministry, or to invite Dr. Camille to speak, log on to www.tan.org.au or write to us at Post Office Box 493, Mount Waverley 3149. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.